Andrew, did you listen to me and Sean's like two-hour discussion on Weezer? I didn't. Great. <laughs> Surprise guess. <laughs> Surprise. Oh no. Well, I'm gonna be here. gonna be a rehash. I hope yeah. I don't just. I'll have to follow your guys' lead. Oh no! Don't do that. We want new ideas. <laughs> yeah. We already we already exhausted all of our thoughts and opinions on Weezer, so we need new ones. Oh I man, went, I've been listening to like the newer albums more. So because last time I only wist, like I didn't listen to everything, and so I came mm-hmm. in asking Sean like, so what's good on Pacific Daydream or on uh, Hurley or something like that. <laughs> and most time the answer was like, there's nothing good on this an- on this album. <laughs> well, um. Last time I went through and listened to everything that they released, like, back-to-back. And for, like, half of those albums, it was the first time I'd, like, really listened to them. Mm-hmm. So... Have you gone back, which Sean? I'm, I... So this is what I told you last time, too. I was like, I haven't been listening to a lot of music. I've been doing audiobooks, and I've yeah. kind of been doing that same thing. So I took a break from my book, and I listened to the Teal album and the Black album. Uh-huh. And so I only listened to those once through too, but yeah. So I'm not super prepared, but how prepared are you, <laughs> Andrew? Okay, you so to... yeah, what's your story? So this my story goes back to the summer of 2018. So this is July, like a year ago, mm-hmm. and I'm moving from Midland, Texas, to Kazakhstan, <laughs> and I'm yep. driving to Houston, and along the way. On, like, the day that I'm basically moving, Weezer's playing a show in Austin. Yeah. And so, like, the day of, I bought a ticket and went and saw Weezer in Austin. And Just the Pixies opened for him. Yeah, this is the last year. The Pixies opened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, and it was a great show. It was a fun show. I was just by myself. And then, like, it ended and I drove the rest of the way to Houston, right? Mm-hmm. So that was fun. And then, like, a month ago... My wife, Margo, was driving. She listens to the radio. I don't know why, but she listens to the radio, and she's listening to this local station here, and uh-huh. it's one of those things. It's like the 10th caller is going to get tickets to Weezer. So she calls, <laughs> yeah. and she won four tickets to the Pixies Weezer concert. <laughs> it was awesome. So I just saw Weezer. I just saw the same show basically um, like two weeks ago. It was it was pretty fun because this time they did play more. Um, they played covers from the the Teal album. And they played mm-hmm. a couple of them off of the Black album. So I did they play? Did they play Pinkerton songs? They played a couple, yeah. Because they just did their Tiny Desk concert, which I watched that, yeah. and that's what like four songs or something, and like two of them were from Pinkerton. I think they only played maybe one song off the Black album, which supposedly they're promoting right now i thought that was weird yeah they played but, long time sunshine which is yeah like deep cut uh-huh 
and they played. If it wasn't across the sea, it was, it across, was across the sea. The sea yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you've yeah. been to two Weezer concerts in the last two years. Well, You're really, like it's, it's within band. like a ten-month period. I saw them twice. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So, and the the, the I, I could talk about those concerts um, at some point if you want to. But well, they let's were get really into the fun. albums. Go through what songs we hate, and then talk about the albums and how they were like. Because we're gonna listen to some samples of the songs as we talk okay. about them. Um, but before we get into the teal and black. Um, I'm just going to start naming albums, Andrew, and you can tell me if you like it or don't like it. How's that sound? That sounds good. So, what's your favorite album? Um, okay. I think that, like, my favorite album, if I had to just pick one, I'd, I'd actually probably pick the Blue Album, realistically. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a different answer than I would have given even maybe like two years ago. Yeah. But I think if I were to look at like my my play like my play count over my lifetime, it probably is blue more than Pinkerton. But it's definitely between those two. Okay, yeah. And so then top two, the other thing that I what's yeah, that? Nothing. The other thing that I was gonna say is if I were to like ignore those albums and look at Weezer as like a 2000 and beyond band, yes. I'd actually definitely pick the either the White Album or Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think it's probably the White Album. What about the worst worst album? Um, it's in between Curly, oh, Ratitude, and Red. Pick one of those. Yeah. <laughs> And all three of those are definitely like the same album. Like, I, I, I like Red better than those other two. What? <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. That was the first one in like modern Weezer that I was like, oh, this kind of sounds like parts of it are like old Weezer. Like there are some standout songs, but there are also like some really garbage songs where you have well, like the greatest man Scott Schreiner lived. giving lead vocals. Greatest man that ever lived. I like. Is the worst. Yeah, that, that's the worst song. What about We Are... Is We Are All on Drugs on Make Believe? Yeah. Dang, yeah. okay, that's too far. That song's so bad. Yeah, that, that one's pretty bad, too. Um, yeah, I don't even really know those albums very well anymore. Yeah. I think Red is better. I think... Um, Let me read some Ratitude I, tracks. Um, yeah. If you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. That's a good song. I like that song. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. It's and then a good I'm pop your song. daddy. The girl got hot. Can't stop That's partying. That's not a good song. The girl. Got hot. Me and Sean. We talked about, about can't stop partying yeah. last time. Like I love oh, the wow. Rivers solo acoustic version of that, and then they put it on an album, and I just don't like it at all. Put me back together. Tripping down the freeway. Love is the answer. Let it all hang out in the mall. I don't want to let you go. So it's got a good song on the album. The first one, Hurley. Good though, song. Hurley has has um, memories. Oh, I don't me- like that one. Memories. That one. That one just reminds me of the like Jackass 3D or whatever that movie was that they played it on. Okay. <laughs> That's one of the ones that gets stuck in my head though. So like, I especially don't like it. Ruling me, train yeah. wrecks, unspoken. Where's my sex? 
Runaway, Hang On, Smart Girls, Brave New World, Time Flies. I, yeah. I know like three of those songs. Yeah. And I probably listened to that album like seven or eight times. I just. Yeah. So what about in between like Green, Maladroit, and Make Believe? That was like 2001 to. 2005. Uh, 2005. Yeah. Make Believe has. Uh, Beverly Hills, Perfect Situation. This is such a pity. Hold me, peace. We are all on drugs. Damage in your heart. Pardon me, my best friend. The other way, freak me out. Haunt you every day. I like that. I like. I don't mind. 2000 to 2005, Weezer. What don't you mind about it? <laughs> I don't. Well, I can listen to it. I can't listen to. Oh. Okay. I'm going to take it back and say, <laughs> in 2014, everything will be all right in the end. Uh, that has some of the best Weezer music of any of their music on that album. Which ones? It's the, the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? The triptych? The, the three, like, the little trilogy at the trilogy? end. Yeah. Yeah, the Future Scope trilogy. That's some of and, the coolest guitar work I've ever heard on any album. It's so good. It's but really fun. it also has The British Are Coming. <laughs> that song's great. <laughs> so not. No, no. Here's a, here's I the... love the melody, but like <laughs> the lyrics ruin it and the chorus ruins it. So no, like just because the, the verse melody is good, that's not enough for me. No, here's the thing with that song is... I don't remember. I don't know very much about Paul Revere, but that all was like a Boston thing, right? Mm-hmm. It must be like there's got to be something with him going to Harvard that like he like saw so like a Paul Revere statue and like wrote that song or something, right? Like it has to be something weird with his Boston. Well, there's a Wikipedia article. Let's see if this about that here. Song. Hold on, we're gonna listen to a little bit of it. <clears throat> see if you still like it. I need to double click and not just push the play button. Sorry, guys. If I'm thinking of the right one, this is it. The Hold guitar on. part's really good. First level literati. Can you hear it? How's the sound? If that was the song, it would have been a great song. <laughs> like, I'm on board. Like, I like everything we just listened to. Okay, let's keep on going. We're
quite a bit but the lyrics are very like it's just like nonsense <laughs> <laughs> well that's a that's weezer like every song though yeah like the yeah. melodies are great the harmonies are great it sounds good it's catchy you can like hum along to yourself after you listen to it it stays in your head but then you read the lyrics like me and sean did the last conversation we had and they don't they don't the lyrics don't hold up <laughs> okay well, so and, did you guys already talk about his lyric writing process yeah have you listened to that song exploder episode yeah yeah i had chad listen to that before our last one and okay. so we talked about that We've already talked about that okay, okay. Well, and i think i think where we landed is for me it's like this explains everything about why weezer is the way that they are now and chad landed on like I didn't really think that song was that great, but then I listened to how he wrote it, and now I have, like, a new appreciation. Like, I think that's interesting now that I know the story. That's true. Is that a fair representation, Chad? It is, but that was, like, my first time listening to that album. And after going back and listening to the album, it is not my favorite. It's probably one of my least favorite of the album. <laughs> okay. So then, yeah, I was, I was mistaken in my appreciation of the song. <laughs> What about you, Andrew? Where do you land? On his lyrics in general? Or on that song? Yeah, whatever. Okay. On that song, I think that it has one of their cooler guitar hooks, that intro. I don't even know I don't even know like if they're sliding or bending that intro guitar riff, but it sounds so cool. And uh this is yeah, a, his what album is this? This is on Everything Will Be Alright in the End. Is it? No, it's on, no, it's, it's white, on white Album. album? Yeah, white Summer album. Lane and Drunk Dory. Yeah, yeah Summer Lane and Drunk Dory. That's fun. It's a fun song. So, I, I was referring to the guitar part for The British Are Coming. I didn't know that we had... Oh, changed. yeah. That guitar part at the beginning is really cool, that song. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, yeah. The anyway, Summer, Summer Lane and Drunk Dory. I think that song rules. Have you tried to learn that, Andrew? Can no, I haven't yet. Cool. Just hearing it, though, I think he's playing, I think he's like already bent the note and he's bringing it down to go mm -hmm. to you because it's it sounds bent but i think he's like yeah it's interesting though i don't know how he's doing it exactly mm -hmm. where do you want to go sean i don't know i just <laughs> i i have things to say but i feel like i probably already said them last time i'm just looking at the track listing on everything will be all right in the end mm -hmm. and it's like half these songs are like these are good songs and the other half are like oh my gosh that's so bad i mean i could listen to this album uh-huh i like it uh and the future scope 
I like. What song's bad on here? Which ones don't you like? Like, I don't know. So, I feel like... I mean, you described them really well. They're just like a good pop band with catchy songs, and it's good, but then they'll have like really corny lyrics that ruin it. So, for me, it's like, which corny lyrics are so corny that I don't like listening to the song, Mm -hmm. and which ones are like fine with me. So I like Ain't Got Nobody. I like that song. That song gets stuck in my head. I enjoy it. But like Back to the Shack, which is like the same song, like the rock song. I don't like Back to the Shack at all. Uh It's so silly though, like all the voiceover and all the like the sound effects, you know, like Uh don't worry honey, go back to sleep. I was just thinking about that too, like how there's um, uh, Summer Elaine and Drunk Dory, I guess like there's that whistling and weird noises and they, they talk about that in that podcast, but like that stuff's so weird and silly, but then you go back to the Blue Album and they have all that talking and the mm-hmm. sweater song and like that's who they've been from the beginning. Yeah, It's just like, does it work now that they're not 18 and they're like 40 year old, you know, I don't know. I was watching the uh, the music video for um, the Africa, and uh, it zooms in. I'm like, oh man, Rivers is really old, and it was Weird Al with a wig on. <laughs> 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 I'm like, what happened to him, man? <laughs> His face is all puffy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Here's back to the chat. You don't like this one, Sean? No. R and Pat should play the drums. Take me back, back to the shack, back to the strap with the lightning strap, kick in the door. Like, it's not that different of a song from Ain't Got Nobody. It's just like a rock and Weezer song, but for some reason, those lyrics are enough to, like, pull me out of the experience. Mm -hmm. So I don't enjoy listening to it. Yeah, you're a real critic of rhyming schemes. (laughs) (laughs) I think that song's awesome. I'm serious. That song's great. Like, the whole point of that, of, so, like, I hear Everything Else Alright in the End and the White Album. Yeah. Or, like, Weezer coming back to just, like, being more of a, like almost like radio friend not even radio it's more like a rock like back to their back to their roots and obviously like i'm sure it's not like like back to the shack is obviously him looking back at like the blue album right Mm -hmm. obviously Mm -hmm. and reminiscing about that but i feel like those two albums in particular are like gifts that rivers was giving to those original blue pinkerton fans and so even when I hear that riff, the the opening, it sounds like it's from like a G major to an A major or something. I don't know what it is, but, um, and I don't know. It's just like so fun. And then he's doing all those like metal, the metal riffs that he's doing with uh, like the harmonic, the harmonic. Uh, to me, it know. sounds, it sounds more like Maladroit than Blue or Pinkerton though. It's like rock Weezer, you know, it definitely feels like modern Weezer and not old Weezer, even though it For definitely sure. is like a nod towards that, like I can see that, it just still feels so like solidly in the modern Weezer canon. 
Oh yeah, no no question. Yeah. I just think it's like of all their stuff, I feel like that one's a little bit more he's Oh, he actually does rap on that one. No. I was gonna say at least he's not <laughs> rapping, but <laughs> Find out who I am. I'm letting all of these feelings out, even if it means I fail. Cause this is what I was meant to do, and you can't put that on sale. Take me back, back to the I still like the the um the chorus. That's you all. don't like the chorus. No. So you like him rapping more than like singing? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm thinking with Sean, and I don't like that song. <laughs> but if I had to pick my favorite parts of that song, I don't like the chorus. I'd rather have him rap singing. <laughs> okay, so so the two songs that I think of when I think of like those two albums in particular are "Back to the Shack" and um, "Thank God for Girls." Like, those songs seem, like, the same to me in that they're both, like, really silly or, like, mm-hmm. kind of, like, dorky. And Margot hates Thank God for Girls. <laughs> but I think it's, like, the best song. And the, the lyric that she always gets hung up on is something about, like, um, like God took a rib from Adam, put mm-hmm. it in the microwave, microwave on the popcorn setting. Yep. She like rolls her eyes at the popcorn setting thing, and I'm like, that's so genius. Rivers like, <laughs> it's just so good. I don't know. It's, it's really good. Andrew, <laughs> just because it's so I really bad. appreciate that you're like having this opinion, and it's different from <laughs> me and Sean's opinion. <laughs> It's just like, okay, so like, if I were to go back and listen to even the Green Album, which has a couple of good songs, yeah. Make Believe, Red, it's like they have good songs, but I at least feel like these ones feel more like Weezer albums to me than kind of like the generic stuff that's, even Ain't Got Nobody, it's a good song, but it's kind of like, just one of their like b-sides that uh-huh you know what i mean at least these ones have some kind of sticking power well this was um me and sean's favorite song of everything will be all right at the end right sean which one is this go, this is go away yeah i love this song okay. What was our least favorite song? Just British are coming. <laughs> I think I think that might be my least favorite. And go away again. Like to me, that doesn't stand out. Like I can't really explain why that's different than any of the other songs. It's just like a rock Weezer song, but it has the girl from uh, Best Coast on it. But like I love that one. I don't love Back to the Shack, you know, but I can't really describe in words why one is a different song than the other. 
It's like comparing his like Kiss influences to his Beatle and Beatles influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or and then it's the Beach Boys influence with the uh, Pacific Daydream. Yeah. But even White. White's good. Let's go on to White. So that was just everything will be all right in the end. And now we're going into White. I could listen to White. Like, just turn on track one. You got California Kids. It's fun. Got this little, like, seagulls. And that one's like, the intro sounds super emo, like, get-up kids almost. When you wake up, cobwebs on your eyes, <laughs> stuck in rigor mortis. Just get going. That's fun. Wind in our sail. It's great. That song's really good. A boy and a girl, albatross around their necks, hands burning from the road. What was it? Sean didn't like it because it talked about. <clears throat> taking a bus to the Galapagos. And he's like, you can't take a bus to the Galapagos. I do not like this song. <laughs> so I thought it's about Darwin on the Beagle. Isn't he talking about taking a boat? Oh, I've never read a, the lyrics. He takes no a greyhound. A greyhound bus to the Galapagos. Uh-huh. Let's to save their souls and trust the man with the Torah. We got the wind in a sail like Darwin on the Beagle. Men are experimenting with the breeze. We got the wind in a sail. Not a bad song. Waves at 40 knots. Cumulonimbus in the sky. I like the cumulonimbus part. Thank God yeah. for girls. You think it's good, Andrew? But you I think, think that song is incredible. The in the pastry shop with the net in the hair is making There's a one that I don't love. That's like. Is that. That's like rap singing, Andrew. You were making fun of his rap singing on the other one, but this is like an no. incredible one. And don't get me wrong, the first time I heard that song, I really hated it. <laughs> There's something about like the more that I listen, and even the lyrics, the lyrics I thought were like so stupid. But the more that I listened to it, and like, did you guys ever watch the music video for it? Mm-hmm. So I don't like, think I did. The music video is just some like like kind of scrawny guy with a patchy beard eating um what's that italian dessert cannoli yeah feeding cannolis in the lyrics yeah. yeah feeding cannolis to people are like i don't even remember it's just weird <laughs> um but yeah there's something about that like i just like heard it enough times and laughed about how stupid it was <laughs> to finally appreciate that it's like Rivers who's like 46 or 7 singing Thank God right. for Girls. Yeah, it's just perfect. 
Great. I don't know love. what else you want. Love it. And it has like the the also during the rap piece. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's like a half step descent that he's that the piano does. There's some cool descent that it's doing that he's singing over that is it's fun. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing about it is it it never feels like Weezer is doing like a cash grab. Like I always feel like Rivers is 100% sincere when he's singing about cannolis and thank God for girls and like <laughs> we're all on drugs and like whatever nonsense he's singing, like he means it. Like he's going to defend what he's doing at every step. And I definitely give them credit for that. Yeah. Here's a, this is a good one. I really like this one. It might be my favorite on the album. Girl, we got a good thing. You know where this is heading. Uh-huh. It's just poppy. Lights. This is really good for like modern Weezer. I like this album. Yeah. And then, do you guys like, do you want to get high? I still don't like that song that much. Chunk. I think I don't even remember it. Really? I think that was the other single off that album, and I don't know why. Yeah. And then it sounds the like Weezer. Really yeah. yeah. Oh, this is the one. The, it's the Take a Greyhound to the Galapagos. It wasn't Cal- Wind in Our Sail or California Kids. It's King of the World. It's King of the World, yeah. Okay, so off this album, I think the arguably the best song is Endless Bummer. The, oh, last, the last one. Yes, yeah. yes. I was waiting to say that, but that was my favorite of the modern Weezer songs yeah. off all the albums, like after Pinkerton last time, and I yeah. think I still stand by that. Hands down. I just want the summer yep. to end. I'll back you guys up on it. Everyone agrees. What's the point of trying <laughs> to pretend? That's fun that Andrew's got different opinions. I appreciate it. 
<laughs> well, those opinions have changed because well, first I didn't like some of that stuff. Yeah. Evolving. But it shows you're growing and maturing. Right. <laughs> Just like Weezer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after white is Pacific Daydream, right? Yeah. And this is the Beach Boys inspired. Um, do you guys like it? I don't even remember. I should have listened to the last time we talked about this so I could have consistent opinions. <laughs> well, it starts I think with Mexican Fender. This song's pretty cool. Shop on Santa Monica and 7th Street. The salesman tried to get my attention to sell me a Mexican Fender. She came to get a 10,000 steps and hang out with her boyfriend. But I was only trying to get to know her, so I took her out to the ocean. It was hot, hot, 100 degrees. How'd you guys like it? I like the guitar part, mostly because it sounds fun to play. <laughs> that was the other thing I was thinking about just now, is I think I would like these songs way more if, like, we were playing them in the garage on our instruments, you know? <laughs> like, I love all those Green Album songs, not so much because they're good songs, but because, like, we played them on the guitar and that was fun, you know? Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> I've got to sign out. And sign back in, and I will call you back in like five minutes. Okay. Okay. All right. And then we'll continue this and go into what we started, what we planned on doing is the teal and the black, Sean. <laughs> All right. All right. Call back in five. Sounds good.
Okay. So, what they play? They do play there. What? Who are the Weezer fans that go to Weezer concerts in 2019 and 2018? <laughs> so what they do? They have like they have a couple songs that are key songs in their in their set list, and they change the entire stage to like okay. match the song. Okay. It's a real production. <laughs> so when they play. Oh, big time. So when they play, like, the main one that I remember is they have this set that's supposed to be, like, their old garage. So when they play, like, in the garage or any of the Blue Album stuff, it's all supposed to be, like, them. It's super corny. It's all, like, a throwback, though. (laughs) And the one thing that's really, like, kind of hilarious and kind of cool is... uh, so Rivers puts on a like a skipper like sailor uniform and he gets in this weird little rowboat and he has like what he has a spotlight on him and he has this like crew of like six people pushing this this little rowboat um mm-hmm. that's like on wheels mm-hmm. and he's pretending to row okay through the crowd through the and then crowd. he gets to the, like, then he gets to the other side of this of the of the audience, and he pulls out an acoustic, and that's when he does like some acoustic songs. <laughs> and so, but is he singing the one, in the rowboat, or is it just like uh, just a rowboat, no, just going pretending to he's row? Just rowing while the band is like playing the outro of some song. <laughs> it's just literally, he's just like rowing in the air. It's really bizarre. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so he gets to the other side of the stage. Oh, my, my dog came in. Um, so he gets to the other side of the stage and pulls out his acoustic. And, uh, so he played Island in the Sun acoustic in the, in Austin. And then the one that was really, really fun and kind of like, like perfectly rivers as he said, now here's Wonderwall. And then he played Wonderwall. Uh-huh. <laughs> Which is great. is gonna be the day. Oh, yeah, man. and everyone's singing along. It was pretty fun, actually. Yeah. And then when, the, so it was like this weird dystopian thing when he did it in Oakland, because he was like rowing his boat out to the other side of the Coliseum, and uh, he gets there, and then his guitar isn't working. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just like him in front of like, you know, however many tens of thousands of people. He's like, okay, I guess I'm just going to do it a cappella. So he, he just sang Stand By Me. And then he just rode back to the front of the stage. <laughs> like, <laughs> So that was the only song that he did. I think that, I don't know if he had more planned to do acoustic, but um, the thing that was the main difference for that show in, in Oakland was that they actually opened the set with like doing like the like a four piece barbershop quartet. Um they did Beverly Hills and Buddy Holly. They might have done one other one in that style. <laughs> Ooh, wee, ooh, I look just like Buddy Holly. What's with these homies dissing my girl? Why did they got a front? 
What did we ever do to these guys that made them so violent? You, but you know I'm yours. You, and I know you're mine. But really, if you haven't seen it, actually, a video with Jimmy Fallon where they do the barbershop quartet stuff. Okay. And you should definitely watch it because it's actually like they're incredibly talented. Yeah. Well, they did. They had that B-side that was like a Blue Album era B-side of, what is it, My Adeline or something? Yeah. That's a barbershop song that's really good. So Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So they do Beverly Hills, and they did Buddy <laughs> Holly like that. It was pretty funny. Um, so you're at the Weezer show. You're looking around. Any kids? Any, like, young, younger than 30? Uh, no. We were all remarking at how how old everybody was <laughs> and like there's this woman there was this woman and her husband or whatever in front of us and she's like one of those like 45 year old leather skinned women who's just like dancing to the pixies and blocking everyone's view and everyone else is sitting down <laughs> and you're like sit down lady and then and then her husband was the type that literally busted out his hash pipe and smoked weed during hash pipe. He they was played, pretty cool. They played hash pipe? Yeah, and when they played hash pipe, they actually have pyrotechnics. So, like, like these fireballs go off, and you feel, oh, okay, so they're using fire <laughs> in the show. And so they have these, like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know anything about it. They have these, like, fire cannons, right? And at the end of that song... One of them kept, like, one of them was on fire, and so it was burning, and I was, like, thinking this is going to be, like, one of the, like, what is that, the Great White, the Great White concert? What is that band that, like, burned down in New Jersey or whatever in 2002, and, like, hundreds of people died at that Yeah, there have been a couple like that. There's one that there's, like, video footage of that I made the mistake of watching. I did, too. Don't watch it. Oh, no. Yeah. Despite yeah. the warnings I saw on people being like, no, this will, like, like haunt you. You'll remember mm-hmm. this one years later. Yeah, I watched that one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, anyway, so this thing's, like, on fire, and this guy, this roadie guy's like, get off stage to the band. So the band all ran off. And then he's is this Oakland? This, what's that? This is in Oakland, right? Yeah, yeah. This is where everything goes wrong in Oakland. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> So he he's, like, picking it up by hand, like, risking burning himself, and he runs it backstage, and it's just burning. I don't even know what happened to it, but – and then the band came back and played some more, but, <laughs> yeah, they used fire, and I guess that, that time it went wrong. So, so luckily what, we didn't die. Was the 30-plus age group crowd – liking when they played hash pipe they were like singing along and into it or like oh not this one yeah so they liked that um when they played i think it was like living in la uh-huh. uh, it might have been a black album one yeah like, living in la is a black album one and i hate it 
they all sat, <laughs> everyone sat down and it was like it was like a show where everyone's standing up and it was like one of those songs that i kind of like but no one else likes and everyone's sitting down like oh this is like kind of, this is kind of embarrassing but yeah it was good though <laughs> so you like living in la uh no that's one of the worst songs on that album i think <laughs> I think it might have been. Do you know what song it was? It was, um, it was the song they sing, uh, "Can't Stop the Hustle." Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Which that song rules. Also, <laughs> it's so bad that it's good. <laughs> I'm coming around to it. It is so bad that it's it's like, yeah, I hear you. I'm on yeah, Andrew's it's, team. <laughs> it's one of the few Weezer songs. Um, so just like on that album, it like starts off with. Uh, it was thank God for girls that everyone sat down at. That's what Margo said. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Can't Stop the Hustle. Isn't that the opening track of the mm-hmm. Black album? Yeah. And it starts out with like a pretty strong F word. Yeah. yeah. It's a swearing one. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's very unlike Weezer to do that. Yeah, I was uh-huh. reading the Wikipedia article on it and they're like, this is going to be the opposite of the White Album. We're even going to swear. <laughs> and I'm like, who are you guys? Uh-huh. <laughs> Dude, I guess if you, I don't know. That's thoughts on. Let's jump to it. Thoughts on black black album, guys. Wait, I have one more thing to say about oh, okay. the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Just because I remembered it. Um. So during Hashpipe, um, Josh Freeze came out uh-huh. with drums on the on the on that song. So he's like this really really amazing drummer that did drums for the Vandals and for. He was in a perfect circle, right? I think that was his yeah. biggest band, even though I never listened to them. And I think he toured with, um, with, uh, who's that guy that sang, uh, Can't Start a Fire, Can't Start a Fire Without a Spark. Bruce Springsteen? Yeah, he, I think he toured with the Bruce boss. Yeah, he's like, he's like a legit drummer. Yeah. He's done a lot of studio work with big bands and whatever. Anyway, the reason that I bring that up is Pat. <laughs> the drummer of Weezer, he came down with a guitar and he like, so Pat wears like Costco jeans and like <laughs> New Balance, like he's like super dorky. Like, I don't know how you guys dress. So like, it's fine if you wear that, but like, <laughs> like super dad. Like, We're not like rock stars though, right? And we haven't been a rock star since the mid nineties. And that's right. That's right. So anyway, so Pat's down there playing he, he played the solo for Hashpipe, which is just, like, some octaves. It's really not hard. Uh-huh. But he's, like, it seemed like it was Pat's dream to play guitar in front of a crowd. And it was just, it was really funny because of how, like, dorky he looked doing it. <laughs> but it was, like, more power to him because he actually went for it. Yeah. So, anyway, that's my final thought on the concert. It was quite fun, though. Well, the two concerts... Were they playing a bunch of covers like from the Teal album or like Africa or? Um, yep. So Take they played. Af- they played. They didn't play Take on Me on at either of them. They played Africa, the first one, and they played um, Happy Together at uh-huh. the one in Austin. And then in Oakland, they played. Um, what is it called? No Scrubs. Yep. <laughs> Which was actually like really fun. Everyone was dancing to that one. Um, they played Africa again. They played um, 
um, Roxana, which I don't know if they released it on that album. Is that the Sting song? No, no, no. It's the other one by Toto. I think it's on the Africa okay. single. Okay. It's such a good song, though. It's a very good song. Um, and they also did the cover, um, the Black Sabbath cover. Um, Paranoid? Paranoid, yeah. Yeah, that's on the Teal album. And Rivers doesn't sing that one. It's, uh, I think it's Scott. Yeah, it yeah I was wondering, because it's clearly not him, but I never figured out who it was. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> the singing sounds just like Ozzy Osbourne. <clears throat> yeah, that's, I'm like, what am I, uh, this isn't Weezer. I mean, what's, what makes that song Weezer is Rivers singing and is Weezer Rivers singing. Yeah. <laughs> and then if it's not Rivers and it's someone that sounds like Ozzy Osbourne, like, <laughs> Am I listening to a Ozzy Osbourne song? Yeah, yeah. So that one was that was actually when um, they were pushing him around on a cart with a with a um, <laughs> with a spotlight on him, and he was just he was playing I think like an SG or some like classic rock, and I think that he was dressed up in like his acid wash jeans and like had he might have had a wig. I don't know if he had a wig on, but. That was like the hard rock portion, like the Van Halen esque portion of yeah. the of the show. But and then I, I don't know I don't remember if they played any other covers, but they were doing enough of them. They were doing quite a few and I think that they actually landed really well, all things considered. Yeah, they're talented and they sound good. I mean you can't go wrong, I guess. But they're I don't know, if you go into a Weezer concert and you want to hear some Weezer songs and they're doing a. Uh, what do you think about Weezer doing a bunch of covers, Andrew? I would rather hear Weezer play Africa, or um, or any of the other um, cover songs than like the crappy songs off of like Ratitude or something. How do I'd you land hear- on? So you get like twenty, thirty songs maybe that you're <clears throat> gonna play. How do you land on Hashpipe as like your major song? with pyrotechnics and stuff like that. There's so many other songs. Yeah, I agree. But as far as the Green Album goes, the only songs that people know are Hashpipe and Island in the Sun. Right? Like, I just think that, like, when when you're combing through their discography, there's actually not that many that... That like stand out. Yeah. Besides some of the ones we've talked about already, like even some of the ones that aren't that good, some of those are not that good, but they're catchy and they got played on the radio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, anyway, I think like, um, oh, they also played "Everybody Wants to Rule the World," which is a great song too. Mm-hmm. Tears for Fears. 
Sweet dreams are made of these. Take on me. Happy together. Paranoid. Mr. Blue Sky. I like their Mr. Blue Sky. Yellow. I love that song, but I don't. version of it yeah. like it's fine I thought they did good that, that's kind of how I feel about all of these covers is like I don't feel like they do enough to them to justify their existence like I would love to go to a Weezer song and like oh they played this cool cover but like to release a whole album I feel like they have to like I don't know I don't feel like there's a reason for any of this to exist did you read the Wikipedia page on the Teal album that's what most no, of the critics I'm... are saying <laughs> Okay. I I looked for the um the review on Pitchfork because yeah. I was curious because they're usually kind of brutal as far as Weezer goes, and they didn't even review it. Yeah, <laughs> they 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 released an article about like somebody saying how he's always disappointed by Weezer and how like I don't know it was basically about how you're destined for disappointment if you're an old fan of Weezer rather than reviewing the album, which seems a little bit harsh. Like, it's not like I don't like any of these songs. I like all of them, but I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I don't like, well, I don't know. And then there's no scrubs, like Andrew was saying, Billie Jean and Stand By Me. Mm. So that's the, that's the Teal album. They're doing covers and they're talented and they sound good, but I agree with Sean that they don't make it Weezer enough to be different than it's just a straight cover. I think it would be more interesting if they did some crazy things to make it more Weezer than just singing in a straight cover. I don't know. The instrumentation and production is very true to the originals, mm-hmm. which which actually gets like to this thing with Weezer that... Um, is kind of like I don't know if disappointing. The disappointing is the right word, but um, with Pacific Daydream and the Black album, uh, and even the Teal album to a certain degree, I feel like they're focusing a lot more on being like a pop band than on a, like a guitar-driven rock band. Mm-hmm. Like even when I hear a song like um, like Living in L.A., like sometimes I can't even pick out what the guitar is doing in these songs which for Weezer is interesting that they've gone in that direction but it's not why I listen to Weezer but that's me as like I as someone who grew up learning to play guitar by covering Weezer songs Mm -hmm. so yeah what are you going to play on a guitar on the Black Album right what what are you going to just pick out yeah Probably California Snow, because it's so cool. You know how he's like rapping, walks off with a big stick. Yeah. Walks off with a big stick. 
Which means that if I play a song, you guys can't hear it, which is really sad. So I'm going to play something real quick, and then if you can hear it, let me know. Okay. Can you hear any of that? Nope. What if I go like this? Can you hear that? You're static. That's I don't even hear static. Earbud up to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yeah, we're we're without sounds, guys, but which is really a shame. And I think I'm gonna add some of these songs in post. So maybe I'll like. And here's a little snippet of "Can't Knock the Hustle." And then we're gonna hear some "Can't Not the Hustle." Was that? How was that, guys? Was that good? <laughs> I think no. that song. That's one of the songs that, when I hear "Can't Not the Hustle," I hope that Rivers is being ironic and making fun of like YouTube culture or like even just kind of that online like yeah. bro culture. But I also think that. He's like being very sincere about how he thinks mm-hmm. that he's ugly and that the only reason he's gotten so far is that he's such a hard worker and he just hustles and like, I think he's probably being serious, right? I, I think so. I'm having a hard time like understanding what this song is about. Like during, during the break when Chad had to leave, I decided I need to at least like see what their videos are that they've released because I know I've missed a couple of it's them. It's a mess. This was one of them. And this video, it's like an Uber driver. Yeah. Like when I first heard it, I'm like, okay, he's talking about like, can't stop the hustle. It sounds like he's like one of the boss babes on Facebook trying to sell lip scent or something. But I'm like, no, he's like trying to sound hardcore. He's probably talking about drug dealing. Uh-huh. And then the video is like, an Uber driver, and I'm like, oh, so leave a five-star review, and I'll leave you one, two. Like, okay, that line makes sense now. It's about Uber. But then I read the rest of the lyrics, and, like, it, I don't know what any of this is about. And then it has, like, that Spanish post-chorus or whatever that uh-huh. is. But then when I was watching it just now, I'm like, okay, this is, like, kind of a catchy song. Like, I don't know that I like it, but, like, I get why it's, like, their opening track, and it sounds, it, like, it sounds like Beverly Hills Weezer, you know? Like, well, it's kind of a nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't, I don't know. know. Do you think they succeeded in adding some f bombs in their songs? Does that who does <laughs> that appeal to? 
I don't know. That's like the main thing that stood out to me is like there there are hard swears on this album, and <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Like on Pinkerton, they said screw this crap. I've had it. Like they were going out of their way to not swear for. 25 years? I don't know how long have they been around. I mean, they're just like Andrew, and they're evolving. And they're, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, zombie bastards. Die, die, you zombie bastards. This is kind of guitar. It's got like the the reggae mm-hmm. type of uh, yeah. upstrokes. Yeah. You know they're out there, don't you? Yeah, I guess this is the song that you learn on the guitar for this album. Yeah, it's the beginning part. Yeah, but then it goes when it does go into kind of this full band playing. I don't actually remember with the guitars what the guitar does with that during that part. Oh, man. I can preview it to you, but it broke. <laughs> <laughs> so disappointed. So zombie bastards. Yeah, John. This is another one that I was just listening to just now to refresh my memory. And it's like more guitar-y, like it's a good song, but the lyrics are so weird. Like, <laughs> I can't figure it out. Like, it's totally nonsensical. Like, the chorus, it starts out with the chorus, so like, die, die, you zombie bastards, we know what you want, you know they're out there, don't you? Like, it's a song about <laughs> zombies, obviously. Like, he opened with that. Yeah. But then so. the verse is like don't relate to that at all and they don't make any sense on their own what was it they were talking about like the zombie bastards were the critics of weezer or something like that i don't know some 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 critics said that i could i thought that it was some metaphor but to your point sean i never picked up on what the meta like who are the zombies Mm -hmm. who are river zombies you know like yeah, maybe maybe critics, maybe I need to listen to it through that lens, but so okay, so let's I'll just read verse two since we can't listen to it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So he says, I don't know karate or kung fu, but I'm gonna make it in this world. I won't be pumping diesel for mean people. I'm a fight back with words. Listen to reason or we'll get cast out of Egypt, la di da. I'm just trying to live and get my kicks and you gotta be human first. Like yeah, all the lyrics are like this. It's just like it's his Excel spreadsheet. That's his He's spreadsheet, like, okay, right? I need a word that's <laughs> like that's like weak, weak, strong, and rhymes with, <laughs> or we'll get cast out of Egypt, la di da. Like, like when you said, "Oh no, Andrew's camera's off." Oh, sorry, so when you said la di da, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I remember when he sings la di da," and uh-huh. it's catchy. <laughs> I mean, it fits, but. You reading it sounds but, ridiculous. But yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it's kind of a catchy song. Like, I kind of like it, but then it's like this Weezer nonsense, and I wish there was like more substance to it or something, so that I could like genuinely yeah. get behind it and be like, yeah, this is a good song. So high as a kite is like the Carpenters in the seventies. Just a piano is, song. Yep. I mean, it it turns into a Carpenter song maybe like three minutes into the song. In my opinion, it's the best song on the album. Okay. It's not a bad song. It's not a Weezer song, though. 
It's the I, one that gets stuck in my head the most, for sure. The thing that, um, the thing that sold me on this song, like I, I when I first saw that there, that this song was gonna be on the, I just saw the title track, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, this is gonna be another one, one of their right. stupid drug songs. We are all on drugs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like another stupid drug song. Hash and then pipe. I saw the yeah, hash pipe. <laughs> and then what's the other bad one that was on the white album, the other single? Um, uh, anyway, I don't remember. But right right now, but do you want to get high? Yeah, do you want to get high? Yeah, they're those are all like bad songs for like maybe he just mm-hmm. writes bad when he's high <laughs> or something. But this one, when I saw the music video and it was all like the Mister Rogers Neighborhood stuff. It clicked and it sounded so good and I don't know what it is but like there's just yeah it's maybe the carpenters there's just like an airy feeling to the whole song that is so it's so good. <laughs> I'd I'd say this this is one of my favorite and then it's a slow burn and it's catching up to me on several listens but Byzantine. Byzantine. I, I didn't like it at first, and now I like it. I don't. Know. I don't even. I don't remember that one. Man. It's the second to the last one. So living in LA. Oof. Very weak. Oh. Hey, what if I if I play a song? Can you guys hear it? Let me try. Yeah, try it. Do you hear that? No. No. Okay. No, sorry. I have a I have a program called Voice Meter. And then you go into the control panel and change your sound settings over to voice meter. And all the sounds funnel through this voice meter, and then it's supposed to shoot out again. So when I was talking in my microphone, I could hear myself talking in my microphone or in the the speakers. So, yeah, it's how to share audio through a Facebook call. It's a lot more complicated than it should be. (laughs) Okay. So, yeah, I'll... I'll do an example of or living in LA. I'll I'll snip it in. There's going to be more editing in this episode than ever. Jason. I don't know. Jana, I think I sent the link to, so maybe Jana will listen to it since it's got two Wiggins brothers on there. Um, I don't remember Piece of Cake, but I remember one of these songs. They were making fun of uh, Lawrence Welk, and I did not appreciate it. But really? Yeah, they're like, we haven't had any, well, we've had enough of this Lawrence Welk. I'm really 
S-word, Jason. <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys remember Piece of Cake um, or Too Many Thoughts in My Head or The Prince Who Wanted Anything? I remember I'm just being honest about uh-huh. this this girl that sends or shows him a song or whatever and he doesn't like it and he's just being honest that he doesn't like it or whatever. Yeah. That one had some of the more memorable lyrics partly because I think there's – some type of coherent narrative, yeah. which he doesn't do in, in, in any of his other songs. No, really. I'm Just Being Honest is a story song for sure, just where it's like, oh, I know what he's singing about, and not just like, like... sentences together <laughs> yeah that you one remember did sound a bit more like poppy radio i don't know it was just kind of like generic forgettable in my opinion it was okay but i remember too many thoughts now i remember how it goes it just this melody came to me but i don't know sean any of those last six songs thoughts on uh I don't know. I don't have strong thoughts about any of these songs, really. Like, High as a Kite was the one that stood out to me the most, mm-hmm. but I don't love the lyrics, so it's one of those ones where, like, I feel like I'd have to listen to it five or six more times so the lyrics don't really mean anything to me. You can't look at I the do. lyrics, Sean. Rule number one. I know. Um, <laughs> Weezer, post-2000. I, I, I really like the bass line on the chorus of High as a Kite which is maybe, like, the only Scott Schreiner bass line that I've ever really loved or, like, noticed. I don't know. Like, he's not a bad bassist, but I think that that bass line's really cool. What are and you everything doing, else Andrew? Just kind Andrew's of... just walking around his house. <laughs> I'm pacing right now in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Again, I think, like, Scott Schreiner is a gift to Weezer. <laughs> and part of that opinion is that as talented of a songwriter as uh, Matt Sharp is, he could never have he could never have stayed with the band and and like brought them to where they are now. Yeah, and I think that Scott didn't Scott write the didn't he play the bass line for didn't play bass in like Vanilla Ice? Did he? I think he played that bass line that they got sued over. <laughs> are you serious? I'm pretty sure if it wasn't. It's some, like, big hip-hop, early 90s, late 80s that he played bass for. I think he's, like, like did a ton of coke or something back then. 
So what's, <laughs> anyway. the, what's the story of Weezer as far as who's original and who left and when did they leave? Do you guys know those, that type of deep knowledge type stuff? Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy for Weezer because they haven't had a lot of changes. Okay. They had Matt Sharp, who stayed around through Pinkerton, and then um, Mikey, what was his last name? Welsh? Uh, Welsh? Welsh, yeah. Mikey Welsh. Before that, so during the Blue Album era, oh, yeah, there was a guy was named Jason, Jason Cropper. Cropper. Yeah. And he played guitar, <clears throat> but I don't think that he like made the cut as far as... I think he played guitar on the Blue Album. They, they re-recorded all his parts after he left. So the yeah. only thing he has now is a co-writing credit on, I think, My Name is Jonas. Okay, yeah. And everything yeah. else. Besides, like, early demos, I think he shows up on some of those, but... So the, yeah. the the band and currently, who's the newest member and when did he start? Scott Schreiner came on for Maladroit, right? Yeah. And that's what yeah, you're so saying, was... Andrew, is that Scott Schreiner, when he came on and doing the bass guitar, backing vocals, keyboard stuff, Yeah, he's, he's, he's... saving the band. So does and... he get a lot of writing credits too then? He might. I know that he's like, he sings on a couple of their, like, really bad songs oh. um, where he, like, has lead vocals, and they're just, like, the bad, the really bad songs. I forget, but they're, like, don't listen to them bad. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing with him, though, is he actually, as far as, like, the musicianship goes, he's, like, a studio musician. He's, okay. like, extremely talented at just playing the right part for the song in the way that, like a good bassist does in the sense that they're not really noticed. But it's it sounds super tight, and it sounds polished and professional. Yeah, okay. And he plays, like, keyboard and piano and does backing vocals, but he doesn't steal the show. He's not, I don't know, like... That's, that's the thing to me, though, is, like, he's a good, solid bassist, and, like, he does the job fine. And he's been in the band since 2001, apparently. So even though, to me, he seems like the new guy that's like an outsider to Weezer, he's been in the band for 18 years. Yeah. But, um, but like, I look at, like, what Matt Sharp did with Weezer, and he has, like, very distinct backup vocals. Like, he seems like he was contributing something to the band. And I agree that, like, who he was as a musician and probably who he was as a person, like, couldn't stick around with Weezer in their current iteration. Um, so it makes sense. But... He just seems like a guy that's in the band, you know, not like, I don't know. He doesn't seem critical. Like, if Scott Schreiner left <laughs> and they replaced him with some other studio basis, like, that would be fine. <laughs> For sure. I don't but to that know. point, like, the only, <laughs> is the only critical member of Weezer Rivers? Yep. Mate, I think so. It's got to be. He's written all these songs, and he's the voice I don't know. He's got a distinct voice. It's like if we're listening to Paranoid on that cover, that could be I, any I band. I don't know, because I think about like the drumming. Like Patrick Wilson has – I really like his drumming a lot. And I feel like any other drummer wouldn't have like made Weezer sound like Weezer sounds in their past or present form. But he's not a good drummer. He just, like, has some personality to him. So if they replaced him, I think it would sound really different. I don't know. So he might be critical to sort of the sound of Weezer. But I would argue he's probably more critical to the the sound of early Weezer. 
Yeah. Current, like the current songs again, I feel like if you were to tell me that they did the drums on Logic or something and they're all like fake drums, I wouldn't be too surprised. Yeah. Like they're fine, but it's not like I don't hear a drummer the way that I hear the drums in on Pinkerton. It sounds mm-hmm. like like he's drumming like crazy on that album. Even though they're basic stuff, it's like it's a solid element of that album. And this new stuff, it's like they need a drummer because bands have drummers. <laughs> <laughs> well, this one's all electronic and stuff. So I'm reading, uh, so there's a link to Wikipedia on California Snow, and it says, California Snow tries to be a rap in the most embarrassing way. <laughs> Hearing him rap is like the musical equivalent of going out to dinner with an older relative and watching in silence as they're addicted to the waiter all night. It's like, I love you, but please stop. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> And then, yeah, it's like, it gets better after it's, so it starts rapping, and then it starts singing the California Snow hook, and then afterwards it raps again to the finish. Oh, boy. Thoughts on California Snow? Have you guys listened to it more than once? <laughs> or just... Yeah. I, think the chorus, I only listened to it once. The chorus is pretty, pretty interesting. At least there's a melody there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely does have the same kind of like, again, it's just, I, I like that song sounds like it was done in a studio with keyboards. Yeah. You know, it doesn't sound like a, like a Weezer rock song, which is okay. But, um, well, this is like, what, what was the, the last rap song that he did? And he like, uh, collaborated with some other rappers, Sean. Um, the only one I can think of is I Can't Stop Partying, where he had, like, yeah, that's another right. rapper come But on. that was, like, no, like yeah, I Can't Stop Partying. Like, he wrote the the hook, I'm pursu- like, assuming, and then some other rapper. Rap, yeah, he like, co-wrote that with, like, I think he co-wrote it with, like, a famous producer. Maybe it was a rapper. I but don't know. But it, don't this, on the who. writer's credit, California Snow, it's only only him. He didn't have anybody else come in and help him, so he's, like, this is what I'm going to do for this song. I'm going to rap, and then I'm going to come in with a sweet hook. And, and <laughs> I'm like, what? It's the last song. And on our first episode, Andrew, Sean was notorious for picking what favorite song. It was always the last one of the track. <laughs> the last track it's of the album. always the last one of the album? Yeah. Not on this Not one. Not on this one. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's interesting. I wonder what would, what it would sound like if you were to put like a, I guess they have what like eleven or twelve albums now. Like if you were to take all the last songs and put them sequentially in an album or like a playlist, mm-hmm. if it would be like their best album. <laughs> There's thirteen, so that's an album's worth of. Final tracks. It's more question. of an album than their first couple. Uh huh. But can you? Do you have to put them in order? Because only in dreams is a great song, but is that a good opening track? I don't know. Yeah. I think it would just go downhill from there because that's one of their better mm-hmm. songs in general. Well, 
Let's go through. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, guys. So only in dreams, and then Pinkerton. What's the last one on that one? Butterfly. It's it's a keeper, right? It's one of the best. Weezer Weezer Green is uh. That's oh girlfriend, right? Yeah. Lame. (laughs) So not good. I kind of like it. (laughs) Maladroit has um December. I don't remember December. That song's in six eight. Six eight. Yep. Yeah. It's fine. They don't really do six eight songs anymore, do they? I mean, it's better than like American Gigolo or Dope Nose. Oh, burnt jam with the uh, B at the end of jam. (laughs) Make believe has uh, it's hot every day. day. I want to say that song's bad, but I don't remember it. It just sounds like a bad Weezer song. It's, red. Is that album the one that has Freaked Me Out and it's about like a spider yeah. that scares him or something? The Angel and the One. I I could make a greatest hits picking out best songs is better than the last song. I think it was the last song for only like the first two albums and then maybe another one. <laughs> <laughs> but it seemed like a common theme at the time. Yeah. Thinking about it. Yeah. I definitely remember that. I don't want to let you go. Is on Hurley. Oh, in the mall. What's the one, Sean, that we didn't talk about last time? But I went through and it. It. He was singing about his memories, but it wasn't memories. It was. Oh, um. It was a nostalgia song. Is that the one off the Red album, Heart Songs? Heart, Heart songs. songs. I have strong opinions about that one. Let me hear that, cause I listen to Heart Songs and I'm like. How did we not talk about art songs in the last I just one? think it's so corny and bad. Okay, so yeah. we have to step back a you. little bit. I agree with so, you on this one. I, I used to song. go to um, Pitchfork a lot. I'd go on Pitchfork every day and, like, see what albums they reviewed and whatever. And back in, like, 2007, I don't know, way back, there was an interview with Rivers that I read, and he talked about this radio show, Sound Opinions, that he loves. And so I'm like, oh, I'll listen to Sound Opinion. So I started listening to that podcast a lot because Rivers turned me on to it. Yeah, that's on NPR sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't listen to it that much anymore, but it's like, you know, they talk about rock, whatever. Yeah. And they had him on once, which was kind of an interesting episode, too. But um, when they reviewed the Red Album, they were like, oh, this album's garbage. One of the guys, he's like, this album is just not that good, but, you know, they're coming back into their own about heart songs. That's the best song. This is like what? in the garage. This is like Weezer at their best. Up? Yeah, oh, man. And he loved it so much, which for me turned it into like this song that was just not that good to like a song that I just cannot stand. Like his positive opinion turned me against it. That's it's funny. just not good at all. Oh. Yeah, and that's one of those songs that I actually think that he does a better verse than chorus. Even though the lyrics are awful, the, the chorus is worse than the verse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody Get Dangerous is really bad, too. We can just talk yeah. about <laughs> Yeah, that song's bad. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys, I actually got to go now. Sounds good, man. Thanks okay, for coming Thanks on, for sticking Andrew. around for so long. It's been fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks. When Weezer comes out with two more albums, then we'll come work on them. Yeah, in we'll like the next eight up. months. Yeah. <laughs> All right, see you guys. See ya. See you, Andrew. I don't know, Sean. Did you have anything else to say about Weezer Teal or Weezer Red? 
Not really. I wish I would have listened to them more than once so that I'd have more to say. I listened to them, like, when they came out, and then I listened to them this week. And I remember not liking Byzantine. And it's got, it's really poppy. And, and it's like, oh, I'll put a little sample on. So we will be there in the recording for posterity. I just can't listen to it now. I'm listening to it right now. You just can't hear it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. How is it? <laughs> it's poppy. It's really poppy. And uh-huh. the first time I heard it, and was didn't care for it, but then like the more I think about it, like it stays in my head, I guess. And like, oh yeah, it's a good one. So maybe if I went back and listened to it now, it would be that great. Yeah, they, I mean, they're definitely catchy. I don't know, like there are just some of these songs that stick in my head, and it either makes me love them more or hate them more because I can't get them out of my head. Yeah, Hurley didn't, isn't good. Everything will be all right on the end. I'm just looking at the last songs right now. Future Scope. These are white. Oh, I did go back and listen to that space opera or space, uh, what was it? Some type of... Songs from the Black Hole? Yeah, Songs from the Black that Hole. Stuff? Yeah, that they took a bunch of those songs and they made an album and or something like that. What did, do you think about songs from a black hole? So wait, so did, cause last I knew, I don't think there was like a version of every song from that out. Maybe there is at this point. But, I don't um, know. I thought there was like a YouTube playlist on songs from the black hole. There, there might be, but yeah, songs from the black hole was like, I think we talked about this last time, but that was like the Holy Grail, like lost album because it was in between blue and Pinkerton and a couple of the songs ended up on Pinkerton, but everybody wanted more Pinkerton and there were just these like lost songs that were never released. But I still think that, um, blast off is one of the best Weezer songs there is. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, a lot of those like demos and stuff have shown up on, um, like the Pinkerton <clears throat> deluxe version and stuff like that. I don't know. Some of it's really good, but like the little bits that have been trickled out, it's like, oh, there's a reason these songs were scrapped. Like, yeah, there's like a lot of them are just not like fully fleshed out. These are songs from know. the Black Hole whole album or whatever, and it's got 23 songs. So 23 there's, songs. There's, there's like uh, Countdown, which is 52 seconds of just talking, and then Blast Off. Who you calling? B. Oh, Jonas. Mm-hmm. Maria's theme. Come to my pod. Oh no, this is not for me. I do. Tired of sex. She had a girl. Dude, we're finally landing. So I read the Wikipedia like synopsis of what the story is behind each songs, and then I listened to like each one of the songs, and it, it was fun. It was a. It was an entertaining way to do some uh, busy work and listening to YouTube song playing into my... Uh-huh. <laughs> I should do that because I've only like gotten the bits and pieces. I haven't tried to listen to it as an album. Yeah. And I just remember like some of the stuff like Who You Call and Be and We're Finally Landing and those songs, they're like really 
like weird and scattered and it's like a space opera so it's supposed to have like multiple characters with multiple voices and stuff like that and so right. you get this demo of like rivers singing four different parts and it just i wonder how it would have turned out as like a studio album but it definitely wasn't i think people when they were like expecting it to be so good were only looking at those little pieces they've heard like blast off and tired of sex and i think there was another song or two that actually made it onto pinkerton yeah. That are like actual songs. But oh, there was another um wasn't it I just threw out the love of my dreams supposed to be on there? Uh maybe not. There was why one bother, of the B sides. Why bother made it? Waiting on you, no other one, devotion, purification of water. Devotion's a good song. Yeah, that's a really good song. I like that one. It starts out with like this effect sound. Who's that singing, you know? It's, uh, is it Rachel Hayden that did that one? It sounds, it's like the classic Weezer, like, distortion, simple drums, and it's got some, like, same keyboards going on over the... Uh-huh. Yeah, it's, um, it's Rachel Hayden, who was in a band called That Dog, that was, like, associated with early Weezer. I had one of their albums, I liked them. And she was in The Rentals, too, I think. Which is another Weezer-related band. Oh, when I play a song, it actually, like, records. So I should have just been playing songs this whole time. Oh. <laughs> so, oh, man. I can't hear it, but... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. But then you could have heard it, like, if you went, listened, went back and listened to it later. Uh-huh. Oh, well. All right, Sean. It's midnight for you, right? Oh, yeah, it is.
Headphones are still on the seat of a car.